Hey, Peppin. I had a dream that... Whoa, MLK's what? here. Oh, oh so, sorry. I, I, I had a real dream. Oh, you had like a legit dream? Yeah, a dream that actually happened in reality, though. It was when I was sleeping. Oh. Does this have anything to do with that phone call you placed last night? Uh, well, did you did you listen to it? No, I haven't listened to it. You you sent it at like three in the morning, dude. It, well, it was pretty fucked up, and uh, I thought I thought you needed to hear. Nate, we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? Yo, yo. What's up, man? I'm, I'm doing well. Oh, that's good to hear. What was that weird thing you just did with your hand? Uh, well, it's kind of like, like I'm going for a high five, like, like, the, like old school. <laughs> that's an old school? You just did like a dock motion. I don't even know how to, how to explain that. And we are joined once again by my brother, Brian. How's it going, Brian? Hello, I'm fantastic. How about you? I'm absolutely fantastic. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's been a long day, and uh, I'm really ready to hear the story that Nathan has about a dream he had. I'm going to warn you. The dream is pretty fucked up. Like, You guys ever have like such a fucked up dream? You wake up, and you're like, can't get back to sleep? Oh, yeah, just the other day. Yep, go on. Every night. I had a dream once that I was, uh, I was Alana Masterson. As a lion, what? A lot of Masterson. <laughs> she's uh, she's on The Walking Dead, and she, um, I was her, but I was her as a lion. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a very. <laughs> it was the most abstract thing. It was like twice removed from my. It was removed from me as a person in my gender, and then removed from my species. <laughs> Good times. So, but your dream, I think uh, I've set the right tone. Okay, okay. There's this dream goes a bit all over the place, so be warned. It's, it's one of those dreams. So the dream kind of started out. I was in like a, uh, it was almost like a school or kind of like library setting almost, and uh, I'm with my boss. So, so I recently changed jobs, and I'm with my boss, I'm kind of doing work there, and uh, I, I haven't opened an account yet. Uh, te- technically, I have, but. I think I have some anxiety about it. Opened an account? Yeah, so in my job, we open accounts. It's like a sales job. Oh, okay. so, so we get sales, and we open accounts and stuff. And I haven't actually physically done one. I, I've gotten sales, but I haven't actually done the actual account opening, gone through that process. So I'm trying to get like an account, like trying try to get someone sold. And then in walks uh, uh, Spoonie from the Spoonie Experiment. Uh, he he has like YouTube channel. Uh, Steve's a little familiar with that. Oh yeah, Spoonie's Spoonie was hilarious for a long time. He's kind of downgraded since then, but yeah, he was uh, the SpooniExperiment.com. Check it out. They're a sponsor. No, they're not. But he, he comes in with his uh, his girlfriend, and he's like fucking crazy. Like Steve said, he's gone downhill. This is like he's using heroin and stuff. Like pretty bad shit here. And. In the dream. In he's the dream. using heroin. Okay, because yeah, in real life, I thought you meant in real life. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear on that one. In the dream, he's clearly on something. And so, but I managed to talk him into the sale, but he's just being kind of like, like really weird and confusing. Like, 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 oh God, do I really want to deal with this? This is a little much. So I'm talking to my manager. I'm like, yeah, can you help me out with this? Because I'm not quite exactly sure what to do. And he's like, yeah, I can help you out with that. But then I noticed he's kind of like staying off to the side, like, 
Like, he's there to, like, help out if I need it, but uh, he's not actually, like, helping. He's kind of, like, seeing if I could do it on my own. I'm like, okay. And so it kind of goes on like this, and it's really kind of weird and awkward. And his girlfriend's kind of there, and he, like, Spoonie's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I got a business. I got this other business and this credit card debt. I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, and I, I know he's getting his revenue from his, uh, his YouTube channel, but I can't say that because I can't say I know anything about him. And then in walks his friend, and uh, his friend's like, hey, man, how's it going? And he pats him in the back, and they start having this whole conversation and catching up while I'm trying to like, open the account for him. And I'm getting, like, frustrated and, like, kind of, like, like frowning and getting, like, kind of a little snippy with him, which is kind of unusual for me. And, like, this, this is, this is uh, annoying. Like, why does this always happen? Like, like, as if it happens all the time. Was his friend somebody that you recognized? No, no, just a generic kind of guy. Yeah, that that in your dream you knew was his friend, or because they were in inter- the way they interact. Yeah, it's like they're like an old best friend. And it's like you know you see someone like in the supermarket, you're like hey buddy, what's up? And then, you know, kind of one of those things, and they're reconnecting. One more thing, was Oreo there? That's uh, his dog. N- no. Okay, okay, I'm good now. Now I can picture it. So. It's it's the three of them, and they keep chatting, and Spoonie's like, oh, I don't know, I'm going to walk out. And he's like, okay, go ahead. And he's like, well, no, I need to, really need this account. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then uh, a bunch of his other friends show up, and they all start chatting while I'm trying to open this account. I'm just, like, stuck there, and it's like, oh, fuck. And then I'm like, okay, uh, I got a joint. Let's smoke it up. <laughs> <laughs> On the job. <laughs> and I, I'm just kind of like, I, I, go, I look to my manager, I'm like, I'm not opening this account. So I'm like, okay, if you need this account, uh, we're going to be over here. You can come back to us later. I'll be here, but I'm not going to open it while you're smoking this joint with your friends. (laughs) That marijuana joint? Too far. (laughs) You gave yourself your own out. (laughs) You're like, I need a reason to not be a part of this. Here's a joint. Oh, I can't do anything now. And my manager was cool. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So he, he walks out with me, and I don't know where we go because we're, we're supposed to be in, like, the, I don't know. But we, we walk out, and then uh, I, I'm like, shit, I need to wake up. So I, I had this thing where when I'm dreaming, I become aware, I kind of wake up. But oftentimes when I try to wake myself up in a dream, I'll not naturally wake up. It's one of those, like, cliche things where you wake up in your bed. And then you realize that you're dreaming still, and you wake up again, and you're in your bed again. And it, it's really fucked up. So I wake up and uh, I, I, I think I'm actually awake. And but I'm kind of you ever like kind of wake up and you're kind of half asleep state and you can't quite move, mm-hmm. like sleep paralysis. Yes, so it, it was it was pretty much sleep paralysis that I was experiencing, and um, I, I didn't realize this at the time. But when I was recalling the dream later, I'm actually at my parents' house, so at my at my dad's place, and uh, I'm in his bed for some reason. So I think I. Like, went there, and I fell asleep, and just kind of ended up there. But I had the sleep paralysis, and these, like, electrical shocks going through my brain. Kind of, like, it's kind of, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And I'm just, like, okay, this is what dreaming does to me. I just have to put up with it. Got to put up with it. And, like, just feeling kind of, like, kind of high and kind of, like, like drugged and stuff. And I'm putting up with it, and it's, like, really fucking intense. And I'm, like, what the fuck's going on? Something's wrong with me. Like, this this isn't how dreaming should feel. I gotta I gotta go walk around, and so I went to go use the bathroom. And when I go to the bathroom, I kind of realized that my dad's on the couch sleeping, and I'm like he's on the couch sleeping. So I guess he must have uh, come home, started sleeping, and he he just wanted to you know get some sleep, so he slept on the couch. He didn't wake me up. 
that's kind of nice of him. So I go into the bathroom, and uh, it's like I'm still kind of like feeling drugged and stuff, and uh, I see this uh, crap on the floor, like the, like right right in front of the toilet. So I'm thinking, Rocco, Rocco's shit on the floor. And that's uh, your father's dog. Yeah, yeah, my my father's dog, and he, he does that kind of stuff every every once in a while. Your fa- your father, or, um, or the dog. Hold on, my, my dog, the dog. Okay. Yeah. okay. And so I'm like, oh, fucking Rocco, like, and uh, so I kind of bend down, like I grab up like uh, some toilet paper and I bend down to clean it out because I don't want my dad getting mad and yelling and stuff. Uh, so I go to clean it up, and then as I'm cleaning up, I see this second piece of shit on the floor, kind of right next to it. And so I'm like, oh god, and this is, it's not really cleaning up very well. You know, you ever like have like a super like smooth kind of poop trying to clean up, yeah, and it just doesn't work out. N- did was did this look like a dog crap or did it look like a human crap? It, it looked like dog crap. Okay, okay, go on. I mean, like like chocolate smoothie dog crap. Okay, gross. I, I mean, it's kind of lighter colored though, like kind of like the color of dirt. Okay, but this is where the dream gets kind of strange. So as I'm reach over to grab like clean up the second thing of poop uh i kind of am in this kind of dirt area and it's kind of outside it's it's kind of hilly and it's it's and i, I kind of know i'm in india and uh you guys know who alan watts is at all no alan watts yeah so, musician n- no so, so there's this there's this kind <laughs> of like meditator yoga guy yoga guy who he gets all these like guided meditations and yoga philosophy and stuff and he does all this kind of stuff where it's like uh like uh, you got to realize you don't exist and you got to be one with everything like i don't know he, he does like he's kind of famous for, for that kind of shit shit but he, he's kind of like playing in the background like in my head like he's giving a speech but he's not actually there he's like this disembodied voice that's just occurring and i'm in india and there's this crap on the floor and uh, all these ants start coming out and start kind of like like kind of almost like they're gonna attack me and the, the ants then start doing this dance and start kind of swaying, start dancing. And then I look to the side and there's these elephants, these, like, these rows of elephants dancing with the ants. The, the elephants are going down and the ants are kind of dancing with it. And they have these leaves then and they're kind of swinging the leaves back and forth. And it's like a little like, uh, collage of leaves on the ground with the shit. And it, it, it's kind of strange because the... the the elephants, it seems like they have riders on them. I can't see, like, up above them, but it seems like they have riders on them, but they don't have riders on them, but they're acting in sync with the ants. And the elephants are kind of going to what Alan Watts is saying. And the ants... You mean, like, the beat? Or, like, they're disconnecting with in the singularity? It's, it's kind of like there's, like, some sort of, like, a preaching or some sort of, like, message that's just happening, which is resonating to these things. And they're, uh, it's okay. kind of like, like a sermon... Yeah, in a way, but it's more like it's it's the spirit that moves through them. I see. Yep. And I look I look down again, and there's like these like almost like bones, like these ribs, almost like rib cages. Kind of that's kind of how they look, and they're kind of like in these this like uh, array with the leaves and the ants, and the ants are kind of like in between the ribs, and all these bones kind of spread across, and they're doing they're swaying and dancing, and the elephants keep on doing their dancing, and I'm like, this is really strange. This is really bizarre, like. But but why the ants? And I kind of became a bit lucid in that moment. So whenever I start thinking in a dream about, like, why things are happening, I become kind of lucid. Like, I start kind of lucid dreaming a little bit, start asking questions. Meaning that you can – you're in it or meaning that you can, like, take control? Not take control, but I'm more, I'm more in it. I'm more conscious. It's not like things are just happening. It's more like I'm thinking in that moment what's happening. Kind of like I am, like, kind of right now a little bit. Yeah. 
And so I, th- I think to myself, well, why the ants? I'm like, oh, of course. The, the, the elephants, they disturb the ants' nests. So they, they were stomping on the, where the ants were and it upset the ants. And the ants, you know, started trying to attack it. Well, why are the ants uh, dancing then? Why are they dancing with the elephants? Well, it, it, it's something to do with this, this, this Alan Watts guy. He's kind of saying something, which is swaying the elephants to kind of walk in step. And the elephants are kind of acting their own volition, but they're also kind of in step with the philosophy that's being preached. And somehow they got the ants to, to be on board with this whole thing. And now they're worshiping the shit. Wait, what? <laughs> the, the... Worshiping the shit. <laughs> that, that part came out of nowhere. So, 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 so I, I didn't explain that part. So the, the ants and the elephants, they were worshiping the crap that was on the floor. Okay, okay. now it didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah, so, so the, the whole dance, the whole ritual that was happening there with the ants and the elephants, it was all about the crap that was on the floor, kind of, and they were kind of worshiping it. Is that what Alan Watts is about, too? No. Is Alan Watts the crap? <gasps> Did the okay, don't, don't spoil it. <laughs> well, well, at, th- at that point, uh, I started asking too many questions, mm-hmm. well, and I woke up. Oh, okay. And I wasn't sure I, I had actually woken up. And I was still trying to figure out, like, when I woke up about whether I had uh, actually woken up. Because I started thinking, well, I thought I was woken up before, like, beforehand. But then I started thinking, oh, wait, I was actually in my parents' house. I don't live there anymore. You know, so that, that wasn't actually woken up there but that felt so real though and it's very confusing very unsettling and uh i couldn't get back to sleep for like a couple hours yeah so do you worship shit mm. what what do you think this all means well i want to i have my own ideas uh so I, I actually you know that that uh recording i sent you yeah i actually kind of talked about what i thought myself so i'm gonna put that at the end of this episode that way you can hear a uh pepin at 3 a.m in the morning uh (laughs) giving his rendition of this dream (laughs) and in meeting an immediate interpretation but uh, i'll send you the voicemail uh what do you what do you guys think it's deep maybe it was the voice of god that you were hearing not alan watts maybe alan watts is god oh that's it I, th- I just debunked it. From my point of view, Alan Watts was like the fact that it was Alan Watts wasn't the important part. It was more like a, it was more like a spiritual leader mm. or someone who claimed to be a spiritual leader. It's like someone in that authority figure. It's more the concept of him. Like, like sometimes you see like someone in a dream and it's a friend, and it's not the friend in particular that matters. It's just that it's a friend. Mm. That's the that's the way it was kind of perceived. Mm. Whoa. Maybe. I think I think obviously the the part about work was you're you're being stressed out about work and needing to open an account. Like and, and that's something that's weighing heavily on your mind. Mm. And maybe the fact that you couldn't get Spoonie to open the account because of outside influences is something that you're concerned about. Like I know I can do it, but there are outside things I can't control. And that kind of played a role into why you couldn't open the account. And you're, but at least maybe it, it says like you have respect for your boss and that you, th- you believe that if the boss sees that there's outside things, he's going to be cool with it and not count it against you. But then within yourself, where you ended up back at your father's house, maybe that has to do with you being afraid that if you're not able to open accounts, you'll fail. And failure to you would be having to go back to live with your parents. And um, to the point where you're even displacing your own father out of his own bed, or maybe you've become your father, and that's why you were laying in his bed. I, those, so I didn't really analyze the first two parts of the dream, 
but that's really I think that's accurate. I, I think also part of it is the, the sleep paralysis I ha- experienced in the dream. So, so I'm back at my father's place, and that makes me feel paralyzed. Mm. And I, th- I think that's that's a connection right there. Mm. And then uh, the the shit on the floor would be. Um, what you you would consider your job reduced to that if you if you can't make this job work then you're going to be left to clean up other people's shit, um, and then that turned into trying to cope with that as well that is a possibility, but it's okay if it is because everything's all right in the long run because I don't really exist and that was kind of your coping mechanism for a harsh realization of something that could possibly happen. Hmm. In the back of your subconscious, of course. And that's my professional analysis. Um, you can hire me for one ninety nine an hour. I think it's all pretty good. I I, I think it, so. So I, that that actually does bring a narrative in because in my brain, like they were kind of connected to some degree, but I thought they were kind of separate. You know, you know when something's like connected but it doesn't make sense how it's connected. Mm. That's the that's the through line, like right there. Mm. Uh, what what the ending means? I think I might have my own take on that. But the idea that there's some struggle there, and uh, I, I also think part of it, the struggle was, or part of the thing was that I, re- I refused to work with the outside influences, necessarily. Or, mm. like, there was something that, it kept on getting worse and worse and worse, and then it reached a point where I'm like, okay, I won't do business with you. And that was kind of me being assertive there. And then there's the fear of having that leading back to me living at my parents' place and displacing my father as well mm. in his own bed. So putting kind of a, a burden on him. And then cleaning up after shit, I could, I could see that, yeah. And then that leading to some sort of like awakening or some kind of revelation. I, th- I think that's the narrative there. Mm. I, I want to get Brian's take on this. Well, the parts that really stuck out to me, obviously, were the shit, the ants, and the elephant. And I kind of, or the elephants. And I was kind of thinking, what if, you see, we're talking about the, the ship being the color of dirt, essentially, and ants build houses in dirt. The What if the shit came from the elephants and the ants are representing the world they, and they're dancing for these elephants and it's like this hierarchy of just shit. We're all, we're all ants in the shit world and they're all... <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's super pessimistic. So, so are the are the elephants like a representation of a catalyst for a higher power of some sort? I suppose, and I suppose maybe the Alan Watts voice is our collective conscience trying to inform us that this is what's happening. That this is, or what's maybe going. the elephants are the generations past that turned this into a shit world. I believe so. It's, it's a, it is a deep dream. It took me a lot to <laughs> take all the intricacies do you th- in. Do you think Spoonie had anything to do with this at all? I don't know where Spoonie gets gets involved because I haven't really seen him for a while. I mean, I looked mm. him up like maybe two months ago again to see where he was doing. Mm. But I don't know if he gets involved. Do you have anything unresolved with Spoonie? Maybe you didn't finish a video or something like that. I find that the music that gets stuck in my head throughout a day is music that maybe it was I was listening to before I got to work and then it cut off before the music finished and I'll get spe- that specific part that got cut off over and over in my head I find unresolved things repeat for me mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if maybe there was an unresolved video that you watched that when your brain said I need to fill this role just put that in because it was the first thing you that it was something that was embedded in your mind from a little while ago that I wanted to purge 
Yeah, I, I think I might see some connection there, which would be... It's, it's like, it's really disappointing to me that Spoonie was, he was this great content creator and then he kind of fell mm. and then, uh, he fell from like refusing to kind of work with other people and kind of like give in to like demands and stuff. And, uh, he, he's kind of gone to like nothing mm. like, like, and I think I kind of, I want to say I see myself in that necessarily, but, uh, I, I think maybe that's kind of a fear that kind of might, I might resonate with that. Like, like I could become something good and just kind of fall from that mm. and kind of have like a meaningless kind of life where I'm not working with people. I'm not willing to work with people. But I also think part of it is my willingness not to work with him particularly. So it's, it's kind of a rational kind of aspect there because mm. cause usually I will just go with things like which was kind of a personality flaw. So it's kind of not wanting to be him, but also kind of acting like him in the insertive kind of rational way. So is that to say that he it would is a mirror of your future possible self? I, th- I think it's a mirror of the future possible fear. And by you giving him a joint, you're saying no to drugs, and you're saying no to the, him as an option at all, that I will not let drugs be the thing that takes me down. And you walked away, even from something as little as marijuana? Uh, I, I think the marijuana is just a general fear. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's a reason where I could draw a clear boundary. I think it's, it's, I think my brain was trying to come up with a reason to draw a clear boundary to kind of, you know, just tell him I can't do business with you now. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll open for this, I'll open this account for you later, but not right now. Hmm. So I think that was there to draw the clear boundary. What now was it you making an excuse to draw a boundary to not have to try to make the sale because you were there were frustrating outside circumstances you couldn't control. So you controlled them by getting rid of the entire situation. Yeah, well, I, I think it was the final straw. I think that's the way to put it. But you you provided the straw. No, no, I didn't pull the joint out myself. Oh, I could have sworn you said you took it out and gave it to him. No, his, his friends. So his oh, friends came over. I sincerely misunderstood. It's okay. But his it, it, so yeah, he had his he has one friend who was over there, and then all of a sudden, all a bunch of other friends come over and they started just chatting with him. Hmm. And uh, they pull out the joint. It's like, let's some weed, man. And that's when you drew the line. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't of your own accord. Yeah, and it, it, it got to such a point where I wasn't willing to, to deal with that. I think I, that was a pretty good point to call it quits on that one. Yeah. I mean, this happens to me sometimes. Like, you ever, like, uh, make a plan to go with somebody to do something? Like, oh, we're going to go do this. And then they keep doing other things like, okay, let's go here and pick up this smegs. Oh, like, we're, we're going to go bowling. Okay, well, first we got to get eggs and we got to go to the gas station and we got to go get KFC. And then you never end up going bowling? Something like that. But it's more like you, you just need something from them. Like let's say it's like uh, you left their your toaster. No, not your toaster. You, you left your guitar over their house, right? And they bring you through this whole kind of like laundry list of shit. And you never get really back to their house. So like, it's always something else. And then they start talking to their friend. They want to grab a drink. And it's like, dude, I just want to get this done with. Mm. Or uh, I think part of it also that re- that whole story there relates to something that happened to me that day. If I remember right. No, this is the day before. <gasps> Uncovering more of the story. Yeah. Well, I went to Guitar Center. And uh, I was looking at some guitar effects pedals and stuff and uh spoonie walked in high on heroin yeah spoonie walked in but 
and I was talking to the guy, and the guy was talking to me a little bit, and then one of the guy's friends comes up and just, like, pats him on the back, and he just starts talking to the guy, and the guy's trying to talk to me a little bit, but then he keeps talking to the friend, and I'm just kind of ignored, hmm. and then they kind of, like, it's, it's kind of awkward. Did you decide not to do business with them and walk out? No. No, I, well, I decided to, you know, play on the guitar and stuff. He was having a hard time getting it set up anyway. Yeah. So, and the guy helped him out eventually, but I kind of felt like uh, a, little, a little shafted there and kind of yeah. like, do I'm trying to do business with you right now. Like, and you're kind of ignoring me. Damn it, Spoonie. You have a job at Guitar Center now. Own it. Hmm. But I can give you my take on the whole elephant thing because this is what I came up with, which, which, uh, not not sure if it's valid, but it's, it's at, least, at least what I came up with. Nice to meet you. It's me. Yep, in the horns, baby. Come on. Say my name. Dare ya. Double. No, triple dog dare ya. I'm a good judge of character, usually. But gotta admit, wouldn't have pegged you for a pussy. Your kind scares too easily. Guess you don't want these front row seats, talking real VIP shit, to the end of the world, huh? Gonna be the greatest show in the universe. Buckeye, Texas. Ground zero for the biggest, baddest, most epic takedown in human history. You thought the flood was bad? Please. That's rookie shit. You ain't seen nothing. Weapon of choice? Geminus. Cross a were-panther with a gargoyle and throw in some Lovecraftian spice for good measure. Pure, cosmic, flying badassness. One pissed-off pussy and his vixen mate. And who are they pissed off at and ready to enslave and slaughter? Huh, you good old folks, that's who. Not to mention the 12 Zodiac tribes. But you ain't interested, are ya? Cause you're a pussy, huh? You and the Geminis have something in common. If you ever grow a set, check out the audio drama Paladin Cycle on fictionforadults.com. So, I, I think that the ants kind of symbolize people in general. So, this is kind of humanity, kind of like just acting as insects. Did, so, I, do, did I do something? No, that's what exactly. That's what Brian was saying. Yeah, oh, terribly, but the, we're going no, along the was, same way. That was word thoughts. for word what Brian said. Yeah, so, so, so uh, this is so the answer: humanity, just kind of acting as like these autonomous, kind of unthinking beings, and uh, the, the there's a spiritual awakener there, Alan Watts. So he's like a philosopher or a uh, someone who can't. He's somehow awakened, and he's disembodied because he's conceptual, right? He's information. He's something which kind of brings out something. The elephants are kind of these symbols of wisdom that come in, and so they're the people who kind of follow the philosophy and embody it. And there's the, they're the giant, majestic kind of beasts that do these beautiful dances. And elephants are kind of symbols for wisdom on often places. Like, you can see, like, these Buddhist kind of uh, elephant statues and stuff. Sort of highly intelligent. Yeah, definitely true. So the the elephants, they have, I, I think, maybe I'm just understanding this now, but they have they have writers in the sense of the philosophy, which is kind of being taught to them. That's that's the writer right there. That's what they're following. That's what's kind of giving them the direction. But they are also falling up their own accord. So they're acting independently. It's not just like they're being controlled. Like like the answer is kind of acting autonomously or acting unthinkingly. But the elephants are 
kind of uh, acting according to this philosophy. And the the ants, they initially are disturbed by the elephants because that's what the elephants do. They're actually trying to purposely disturb the ants. And so the ants go to attack them, but the elephants kind of teach them the, how to say, the wonders of the world, but also the I think I think with I think with Buddhism is that the world is kind of shit, that things suck, the suffering, and so the ants initially go to attack them for making them conscious, making them aware, and then as the elephants do their dance and kind of show them the shit, they show them that the shit's kind of beautiful in a way, and then start worshiping the shit, and then they create this these monuments and the stuff and start doing dancing, they start dancing in line with the elephants, and it's it's kind of like this kind of three tiered kind of thing. So like the concepts kind of going down to the elephants, and the elephants are independent actors, and they bring out the the ants who don't want to be involved at all. They're just there to attack because it's you're 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 unsettling them. You're making them kind of angry, but then the the ants see the beauty in this stuff that wouldn't see beauty in in general, and they start worshiping it and they start dancing. So you were pretty irrelevant then. You played no role, other than being a viewer. I think so. I, I, I think it might be a... I mean, this is just me guessing. It might be a, uh, a revelation for me, as far as nihilism goes. I mean, this is getting some pretty heavy shit here on the podcast. Imagine if um, this goes on for like a minute, and then you find that your own mouth is where it is making the noise, and you were the one talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. You are Alan Way Kirby or whatever. <laughs> Alan Kirby. Oh, oh. I, I think there's some stuff there, like as far as my own kind of. I, I think it does relate to that to some degree. It's your subconscious for sure. Yeah. Well, but I think it's a kind of a, a response on some level to. I, I'm I'm a little not, like I'm I try to be optimistic with stuff, but I'm also very nihilistic oftentimes. Like, what does this matter? Like, it's this kind of like like like. What was the point? So often, oftentimes, like say, people will say Catholic rituals are beautiful, that these different things, these different things we do are beautiful, that this is like amazing, and oftentimes I'm like, well, is is this kind of pointless, right? I mean, what does this matter? I mean, we're we're saying this is amazing, but it's it's this feelings, it's just these dopamine chemicals in our head. I mean, we we have this these emotions of of love, but love is just you know uh, dopamine combined with. Uh, that oxytocin, a few different other things. We feel these attachments to, like, say, our loved ones, our babies. We feel these feelings of uh, eagerness and excitement. But, you know, those are those just physical reactions. And what, what does it matter? And this is kind of a, like, th- that's the kind of, for me, that's kind of the default view. And maybe that's the view of an ant. Mm-hmm. But what a philosopher does, or what someone who is, kind of that disembodied voice, maybe the voice of God or voice of whatever, maybe what they do is kind of reach down to people and say, yes, this this is shit, but this shit's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow, Nate, that's really deep. So many ways you could look at it. Is eager and excited the emotions you feel for Dito Angel? Uh, yeah, very, very. I mean, that asshole is going to get wrecked someday. <laughs> someday. <laughs> Reference is completely lost on me. Uh, uh, Dito Angel is a porn star who um, has confessed that he would eat her asshole no matter what. No matter what. I didn't say no matter what. You said no matter what. Maybe the shit came from her asshole. Nate, the shit's beautiful. 
eat the shit, Nate. That shit is extremely beautiful. Too. I, I draw, I draw a line. I draw a line. I mean, maybe if she was like a little like unkempt. Okay, okay, maybe if it was the only chance I had. Yeah, it would be the only chance you have. Nate. Let's Fuck. be real. Fuck. Let's 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 think about that for a second. I would draw my line though. I, I'd have a line in the sand. Draw a line right down the middle. Right down the middle of her ass. Over. <laughs> I mean. With maybe, your tongue. <laughs> maybe there's a reason to like bring like some toilet paper or some paper towels in the bed just in case, mm-hmm. you know. Some baby wipes. See, there's a reason to stuff your pants. And it's, <laughs> it's to wipe her ass before you eat it. I'm, I'm sorry, your ass was just a little bit sweaty here. <laughs> it's just cleaning up, just cleaning up. Oh my god. Is that a thing people are into? Shitty Clean, assholes? Cleaning up other oh. people's ass? Yeah. I'm positive, yes. Of course. There's I'm something for everybody. so confident, yes. Two Girls, One Cup exists. Yes, that exists. Wait, didn't we talk about baby play and all that in their uh, oh. A and R? They really shit themselves, though? I, I would assume so. You're the one who watched a documentary on it. There are people that are into cake farts. So, like... Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, fart cakes or cake no, farts? Cake farts. Plop your ass into a cake and rip ass. Cake farts. I would say that's a fart cake. Well, I mean, Because it's a cake made of farts. No, it's not a cake made of farts. Well, it's You're not putting a fart your farts made of into cake. the cake. It's not a fart made of cakes. Now, it's, if you... If you, you just said there was. If you shoved cake up your ass and then farted and it smelled like cake, <laughs> maybe that would be a cake fart. I guess... No, cake farters. Like somebody oh, that does... Oh, cake fart. Okay. Like cake as, farting. As, okay. That's their profession. Okay, I guess I guess I can see how you were thinking. Yeah, okay. That's their profession. I wish that was a profession. You know what my profession is? Podcasting. You know how I get paid? I don't. But I could if you donate to us on Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash... Uh, just, 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 just Google. Oh. What the fuck? Why do we use links anymore? Just Google it. Yeah, fucking Google it. And speaking of Google it, facebook.com slash we need to talk show. Or twitter.com slash WNTT1. All right, my favorite place to go is podcastnh.com. That's Podcast New Hampshire. Podcastnh.com. Bunch of other podcasters on there. Damn you, diary. Shit happens when you party naked. C&G Wrestling Podcast is a brand new show on the network. Um, although maybe by the time you hear this, they've been on for probably a month. Uh, listen, notes, uh, th- that's a thing. It is, absolutely. They actually just launched a forum recently. There's a ton of different interviews there. You can read our interviews on podcastnh.com. And uh, there's a lot of re- really good information. But we'll stop uh, plugging ourselves at this point. Brian, anything you want to you wanna plug, you want to bring up, anything you're, you're really liking right now that you don't think is getting the attention it deserves? Absolutely nothing. nothing. But if you want to send some money over to my PayPal, feel free. All right, we'll put that link in the description. I don't actually have a PayPal. Next but episode. I have a fucking PayPal. <laughs> I don't have a PayPal. Um, it's, it's, there's no bands or models or sexy people. Shouts out Naomi Campbell. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> then this podcast, uh, I'm just going to say, um, I had a dream that we need to talk. Yeah. Yo, yo. Do you usually subscribe to entire podcasts, or do you look for specific topics? Well, I try using the search function on my podcast player on my phone. It doesn't work too well. I try using Google. Google, it's not really set up for it, so I honestly have trouble. 
Why don't you just use Listen Notes? Listen Notes? What's that? It's a search engine for podcasts that doesn't just search for the terms you're looking for in the title of the episode or the title of the podcast, but from inside the episode itself. Meaning if you're looking for a specific topic, you can find specific podcast episodes that are about that topic. You know, that sounds a lot easier than spending the hours and hours I have just trying to find the exact right keywords to actually get it to bring up the episode. I mean, usually I just get like a million uh, how to start your own podcast articles. It's really annoying. So that sounds a lot better. Exactly. When you're looking for something to listen to, just go to listennotes.com, type in a topic you're interested in, and you'll get instant gratification, useful results. That's listennotes.com. Check it out now. So, I was having issues during sleep, and one part of the dream I woke up, and it was tough, because I was having those electric shocks, and I, in my sleep I couldn't wake up, and I kept on trying to experience it, and I was kind of freaky and stuff, and I was in my dad's bed, uh, I guess I fell asleep there, so I got up, and I uh, was trying to like shake it off, but it was tough. So I went to the bathroom, and in the bathroom, there was some crap on the floor. Uh, left by Rocco, I think, but it was kind of strange looking. So I started picking up, and uh, it's kind of tough. I'm just trying to go with it. And then I'm kind of teleported in like, a place in India, and Alan Watts is kind of doing a like, lecture in my head. Like, it's kind of there, and it's the ground, and there's crap on the floor. And there's ants, and the ants are kind of worshipping the crap, and they're doing their thing. And then people are on elephants, and these elephants are well decorated. And then see that the uh, crap on the floor has these holes. Well, I mean, it's got like, there's like these holes where the ants are coming out of. And they have these elaborate little tiny bone structures, which are kind of... Uh, like they're like the very aligned, very kind of like beautiful in this kind of weird way, and the ants are using this with some leaves to worship the uh, the crap, worship the shit, and the elephants are doing this beautiful dance with the ants, and the ants and the elephants are do- having this thing as Alamod is talking about, um, something about meditation or something. It's a it's a motivational speech, and. It's it's like I keep going back and forth between this is beautiful and also there's there's lots of crap here and I'm trying to figure out what's going on exactly and what's this all about and then I uh, asked a question well why the ants why are the ants here and then I think well oh yeah duh the elephants have disrupted them. The elephants are the reason why they're there, because the elephants are large, and they're disturbing the ants' colony, and then the ants have come out naturally. But then the question is, well, why are the ants worshiping the shit? And also, why are the ants going along with the elephants here? Because, are they being disturbed? What's the ritual about? How did this come about? What's happening? Why are they colluding? Why are they doing this? And I think there's something, something there. I mean... If I were to guess, the there's this kind of the spiritual leader, Alan Watts, who is leading a group of elephants, 
which have disturbing ants, and the ants are kind of like the mindless zombie walkers, and they're, they they count matter first, and they are taught to worship shit, and they put on these these spectacles to worship shit with the with the uh, with the bones, and there's these elephant walkers that that are the ones to kind of, like, disturb the shit. They disturb the ants, but they also defecate. And the ants and the elephants have this dance that they do together to worship the uh, shit the elephants put out. And maybe the bones are a previous thing. I don't know what the bones are. Maybe it's a decorative piece, but... I don't know. It's weird. Another couple little points to that uh, story is that my dad was sleeping in the other room on the couch when I woke up. Um, I was having a dream about banking and opening an account and having issues with uh, Spoonie One from the Spoonie Experiment and his girlfriend. And, and yeah, and they wanted to smoke marijuana eventually at some point. And, um, then the big thing with the elephant walkers is, I mean, the, it seems like the elephants were being controlled by by someone that there's a rider on top, but it's kind of like you can't see from the from the top, and it doesn't seem like there's a rider. It seems like they're doing like like they're like it seems like someone's riding them, someone's giving directions, someone's like it's, it's like when a horse does certain things, there's someone on the horse controlling the horse, but. These elephants didn't have a rider, but they had a rider. And also, Alan Watts was a disembodied voice, completely. There was nothing physical to him. And, uh... Shocks and tremors in the sleep stage was very frightening. Uh, my manager was kind of helping me out, but I was also kind of letting me do the same thing when I was trying to open a bank account for Spoonie One. It was by his girlfriend and his friend. They kept on wanting to come over and discuss shit. 